Proverbs 11.23 The desire of the righteous ends only in good. The expectation of the wicked in wrath. Whether it's a, a book or a movie or a TV program, I don't know anyone who really likes a bad ending to a story. That's something that would bring you down and leave you feeling, oh, that's something just, that's just wrong, you know? And I, usually a bad ending, I think, would entail like evil winning out over good somehow at the end of the day. And, uh, you know, I don't think those kind of stories sell at the box office, so we don't see too many of them. Um, let's say uh, an evil army comes <laughs> to your kingdom and uh, an evil ruler and he, he, he fights and he, he conquers the, a just king and, and kingdom. And then this new evil ruler, he kills the, the old king and he takes his beautiful daughter to be his wife. And, the, and then he tortures the people of the kingdom and they live really unhappily ever after. And finally the words appear, the end, and the credits roll. No, I don't know any stories like that. Uh, we even like those fast-packed action uh, movies where someone's out for blood, bringing vengeance to someone who killed their spouse. You know, uh, even though we know vengeance is wrong, we also realize that Judgment Day won't likely be written into the script, and and so we hope for justice. We have a we have this sense of justice within us. Uh, we're not satisfied till good wins and evil dies or gets locked up. You know, uh, I think justice ties up all the loose ends because deep. Inside us, God created us all with this moral compass within us, I think. Uh, yet for some crazy reason, in real life, the wicked person decides to go ahead and follow his heart and all his desires for pleasure and wealth and power and prestige. Uh, these, these kinds of things deep in his heart, they get him out of bed every morning. And throughout the day, they urge him on at work. His, his passion fuels his mind as he's driving down the road and, uh, and his appetite spurs him to look forward to certain whatever TV programs that he's going to be watching that night. He thinks about those. And then his private time on his computer, he looks forward to that. That's his hope. That's where his, his hope for the future, the weekends the May, and maybe the nights out on the towns, those are the things that drive him in his life. Um, for some strange, illogical, I've lost my marbles type reason, he seems to think that though his life is, uh, is, will include stepping on people throughout, uh, and he will be pushing them off the ladder as he climbs up, seeking his own exaltation, he has told himself this time the story is going to end with the bad guy getting everything they ever wanted, and he will be the one who lives happily ever after. Some, some, some way he's rationalized that this is a possibility, you know. Look, the true king of kings, he walked in fellowship with mankind. Remember, in the garden was Adam and Eve. They walked and talked together. Uh, they were good. They enjoyed one another's company. Things were good between man and God. Uh, then one day an evil 
leader named Satan came, and, and temptation brought sin into the world, and with sin, everyone and all creation was broken. Then the true king walked among men again by sending his own son, inviting people once again to be in fellowship with God. He came to redeem the people chosen for him before the foundation of the world to be his bride, but they killed him on a cross and he was buried. And the evil leader, he, he must have thought um, his armies had won. His new kingdom, uh, full of evil people, they, they would probably torture the others. <laughs> yeah. See, the true and just king was dead. But I wonder, you know, as Satan and his cronies waited and, and waited after that, the credits never rolled across the screen. Uh, the end never appeared. And he must have knew that himself, the evil one, was not going to, to live happily ever after. You see, on the third day, Jesus Christ arose from the grave. He gave his life, and then he defeated death, that he might give his righteousness to his bride, making her pure and holy, able to fight sin in, in this world and to raise her up, incorruptible, to be with him forever. Um, but so far, as, as Jesus rose from the grave, this was not the end. However, the end had already been written um, for, for his bride and also for the evil. As our text indicated, the expectation of the wicked will end in wrath, and the righteous ends only in good. Uh, Revelations 20.10 says, speaking about the future, as though it's already been written, and the devil who had deceived them was thrown into the lake of fire and sulfur where the beast and the false prophet were. And they will, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. Verse 15, And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life. He was thrown into the lake of fire. Now this, this is a good story with a good ending for all those who have been gifted with the righteousness of Jesus, those who have believed in him, look to him in hope and delight. This is a wonderful, a wonderful ending and a wonderful story, a true story. Justice will be delivered. Good will win and evil will lose. And, uh, you know, in closing, hey, we also know that the credits will roll and we know whose name will be on every line. As Jude 1.25 says, all the glory, all glory to him who alone is God. Our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. All glory, majesty, power, and authority are His before all time and in the present and beyond 
all time. Amen. The end.